What's up, NBA fans? This is Clayton Hendricks with another episode of Hoops with Slim Shooter. Four games into the bubble in Orlando. A lot of great basketball that we're getting to watch. Um, it feels, it has that feeling like a March Madness. Um, I heard a tweet over the last couple of days that said this is March Madness on steroids. And I couldn't agree more. I thought, uh, I thought um, the person, the individual that tweeted this put it perfectly. Um, March Madness on steroids. We have the best of the best out here playing back-to-backs two or three games in a week and fighting, some of them fighting for their playoff lives um, and their playoff, playoff um, seating to see who they're gonna match up against and, and give them the best opportunity to make a run in this year's playoffs. So really good basketball. We have the, the way it's shaking down in both conferences right now in the East. We have Brooklyn and Orlando fighting for that seventh and eighth seed. They're basically locked in with Washington being 0-4 in the bubble right now, not having their, their full team um, and, and, and being a couple of games out. It, it's pretty much just Orlando and Brooklyn fighting to see who's going to play Milwaukee, who's going to play Toronto. Both teams, I know, you know, not exactly looking forward to those first round matchups against two of two of the hottest teams right now playing really good basketball. But um, that's the way it's shaking down in the East and the West. We have um, only the eighth seed is up for grabs. One through seven are locked in right now. And currently we have Memphis sitting in uh, after four games, sitting still at the eighth seed. But um as well, being along with Washington, the only two teams to not win a game yet, um, being 0-4 in the bubble, uh, Memphis is not playing great basketball, and they are leaving the eighth seed wide open. So as far as the eighth seed, we have Portland, who's gone 3-1 and in, in the bubble, and Phoenix, who's gone 4-0, both kind of battling out to see who can get in there and, and sneak into the playoffs with that eighth seed. Um, but we also know that if there's a tie after these eight games, there will be a play-in for that eight seed. So that's definitely a possibility. We could see a little mini series before the playoffs even start, which more basketball, bring it on. I mean, that would be a, a, a playoff before the playoff. And I'd love to see, I'd love to see Phoenix in Portland or, you know, uh, Portland and San Antonio kind of battle it out in a, you know, best of two or best of three series um, and, and see who gets in that eight seed. Um, after after four games, I'm still sticking with my my picks uh, to be the contention favorite, you know, title contention favorites would be Houston from the West and Milwaukee from the East. Both teams playing really great basketball right now. And with the way Houston has just been locking in on defense, um, their numbers, if you, if you check the matchups over these last four games, I mean, their steals are up, their blocks are up, their turnovers are down, and they're just playing really great basketball. So I would not doubt if at the end of this whole thing, we have a Houston and Milwaukee championship this season. But my sleepers for the West, gonna, you know, gonna continue to stick with Portland. They're playing amazing right now. They got a full healthy squad and they are getting hot when it matters. And when you get hot going into the playoffs and are healthy, it's, it's, a, it's a combination for, for you know, some upsets and some dangerous basketball. I love Portland, would, you know, would love to see them 
make some noise in this year's playoffs. And then Indiana is definitely my sleeper in the East. They got TJ Warren playing insane right now. I mean, this dude followed up his 53-point game with a 34, 11, and 3 steals. And then 32, 2, 3, and 3. I mean, three a three-game stretch that any superstar would be happy to have. And TJ Warren is looking like a diamond in the rough right now, coming out of his shell and playing great basketball. Um, you know, finally coming back down to earth against the Suns. He had a he had an average 16 point game, 11 rebounds and one assist. But Indiana with TJ Warren, um, Holiday, you know, Oladipo, some of these young guys, like they definitely have an opportunity to be a sleeper in the East. And with the East being so uncertain. You, you know, we all we all know that the West is such a powerful conference and every single game that you play is going to be a tough fought game because every team in the West is great. But um, with some of the gaps between the talent in the East, I mean, there's opportunities for Indiana to to get to possibly a, you know, Eastern Conference final. You never know. So we'll, we'll, I'm going to have to be keeping my close eye on, on TJ Warren and the Indiana Pacers to see how they do in these last four games of the, of the seeding and um, see where it shakes out. Um, some, some highlights from, from kind of the last couple of games since Monday. I mean, if, if you didn't see Shake Milton and his huge three-point go-ahead basket against the Spurs to you know, close out that game, it was, a, it was an incredible play. This, you know, Joel Embiid had an amazing night and the Spurs were keying in on him in this in this last scenario. They doubled him up. DeJounte Murray helped down on him and uh, just helped a little bit too far into the lane. Couldn't recover. Shake Milton got, you know, a, a good spot up three and he made it. He, he, he put it in. He, he does what NBA players should do. He made an open shot. And, and that's what they practice, especially when you're uncontested wide open from the three-point line you better hit that in especially when it's game time so shake milton you know looking like a prime time player putting that three-point pointer in to to get them past the spurs um we got zion williamson i mean we all know that i've you know i've been talking about him the last couple episodes that you know new orleans has him on some minute restrictions they're trying to limit him with his injury uh, him being kind of injury prone and not, you know, everyone not kind of knowing exactly how his body is is reacting to the NBA, this amount of games, the, the high level of basketball. Um, they've stepped it up the last couple of games and he is producing. I mean, he, he played 25, he played 25 minutes against the Grizzlies, hit 23 points, seven rebounds, five assists, and then followed that up with a 24 point game, two rebounds, two assists, only playing 21 minutes. Um, it's kind of still uncertain exactly how the coaching staff is going to go with this. Um, if they're going to continue to limit Zion uh, or lean on him to kind of get the, the Pelicans some more wins. They, I guess, still technically have an opportunity to make it into the eighth seed, but they, in my opinion, are out of the picture. There's, there's teams ahead of them that are not slowing down. And with the you know the the pelicans only winning one game so far they're they're not looking great and so i for for me i would expect a continued pattern of just limiting zion's minutes you know just kind of seeing how he plays getting a game plan for next season 
restricting him, there's no need to be pushing him that hard when you probably don't have an opportunity to make it into the playoffs. No need to push him and get him injured. Starting off, you know, uh, an off season for him where he would have to be rehabbing or working on some sort of injury. So I'm expecting the coaching staff still limiting, maybe giving him, you know, 25, 20, anywhere from 20 to 25, 28 minutes a game. We'll see what happens. But uh, and it also depends on the game situation, how he's feeling, I'm sure. Uh, but Z- Zion obviously is a very exciting player to watch and um, hope to see more from him next season and a lot of high hopes for the Pelicans next year when we get back to normal. So, yep, that's how Zion's doing. We got, you know, Devin Booker hits a fallaway mid-range shot against PG and Kawhi draped all over him. He tries to go left. Kawhi cuts him off. He takes a step back dribble with PG all in his face. Perfect defense. Couldn't be more better defense. And he falls away, hits the game-winning shot. Finished up with 35, 4, and 8 to send the Suns over the Clippers. That was a really amazing, phenomenal shot. Got to go back and watch that one. The Suns looking nice. 4 and 0 right now. And if they continue this streak with a little bit of help, they could make it into the playoffs. So we'll see how it shakes out for the Suns. We got Luka putting on his second triple double, scoring 34, 20, and 12 to give the Mavs their first win against the Sacramento Kings the other night, beating them 114 to 110. Uh, Hopefully the Mavs, you know, pick things up and start producing more wins. In this first four games, they're sitting one and three. Um, And with them being a lock in the playoffs with that seven seed, this is not the kind of basketball you want to see from a playoff team going into the playoffs you know, on a, on a low note because you want to be playing your best basketball going into the playoffs so that you're confident, your team is confident, the bench is confident, the coaching staff, so that you can make a run. So hopefully this great play from Luka rubs off on the other guys. I know Tim Hardaway Jr. had another disappointing night um, last night with only eight points. He's got to step it up, being being the, the floor general. Uh, or not, you know, he's not exactly a floor general. I mean, Luka, Luka's the man. But, you know, you got you got Tim Hardaway Jr. with the ball in his hands quite a bit and just being supposed supposedly needing him to be a knockdown shooter, at least getting his average of around 16 points a game would would make would would probably be the difference between them being one and three and, you know, you know, three and one. So we'll see how the Mavs, you know, finish up this these seeding games with these next four Uh, Miami. They get an impressive win against Boston without Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's been playing great, but like I, you know, there's there's quite a few superstars um, and role players just getting rest. I mean, right now, there there's there's been a couple throwaway games. You know, Houston beating the Lakers, Brooklyn beating Milwaukee, and, and just kind of some throwaway games because um, a lot of the coaches and superstars in the bubble just filling. The, the pressure of these back-to-backs, these two or three games in a week, um, going from sitting at home to going full tilt, all-out basketball at the highest competition level, um, it's tough on your body. And these coaches are not only saving their players for the playoffs, but they're limiting you know pop-up injuries that happen because they're pushing their bodies too hard uh, in such a short amount of time. There's with the lack of you know warm-up games 
it's basically like they're starting a new season over in the bubble. And so we're seeing a lot of coaches limiting minutes for superstars. Um, like, I mean, Brooklyn beat Milwaukee, but Giannis only played 15 minutes. You know, Houston beat LA, but LeBron James didn't play. And Westbrook didn't play for Houston. So it's kind of a couple of throwaway games, but um, including, you know, which was, I, I feel like was supposed to be a throwaway game for Miami, but they're, they stepped up and beat Boston 112 to 106 without Jimmy Butler. So that was a really impressive win to me that stood out. Um, Portland, you know, like I said, they're inching their way back into the playoff picture with wins against Houston and Denver. Man, Lillard went off against the Nuggets, torching them for 45 points, 12 assists, and shooting at, at an amazing 61% from the field. Damian Lillard, McCullen, these guys looking nice right now. I would not want to play Portland at this moment. They're, they're looking real good and on point. The Thunder hold the Lakers to 35% shooting and beat them by 19 points. As Anthony Davis, with his second no-show performance within these four games, you know he had an incredible, an incredible first game, and then and then he was a no-show. And then he followed that up with a 42-12-4 with three steals to clinch the conference against you know the Utah Jazz. So he's had two outstanding games and 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 two. Just games where you're just like, what, what happened? You know, what's going on? So, um, Anthony Davis being kind of inconsistent right now, but like I said on on Monday, I'm not too worried about him. I feel like he's just kind of shaking off that rust. And also with these back-to-back games, I mean, and them being a lock for the for the first seed, they have the privilege of resting a little bit, or you know, kind of taking the foot off off the off the gas a little bit, but. There's, there's pros and there's cons to that. Either you go full tilt, pedal to the metal, and you come into the playoffs hot, which is what I would recommend. Keep that high level, high energy, good play up because basketball is a mental game. And for Anthony Davis, I mean, it could take a toll on him when they get into the playoffs and he has a, a crappy game one. And he's like, man, you know, what's going on? You know, and, and he can't just flip a switch. So I, I would suggest going you know especially being him being young and, and and just feeling good with his two really amazing games keep it up you know you only got four more games until the playoffs start so go all out you know get some these next four games need to be great games from you show that you're going to be the missing link that the lakers have been missing to push them into a championship so that's kind of why i have houston right now sitting above the lakers is because LeBron James does not look like himself so far, and Anthony Davis has been inconsistent. So, and then obviously the missing pieces from the Lakers with Bradley Bill. I mean, not Bradley Bill, Avery Bradley, um, the defensive stopper, and you know the added, the added missing piece of Rondo breaking his hand in the bubble. Uh, two really important pieces that go kind of under the radar, but are important in the grand scheme of things. So. That's why I have Houston over over the Lakers right now. Um, really big injury for the 76ers. Ben Simmons suffered an injury to his left patella or his left kneecap. Um, the MRI showed no torn ligaments, but right now they are unsure how long this is going to sideline him. Hopefully, 
they just take the precautions, set him out for the for the rest of this um, these seeding games, and get him ready for the playoffs because the 76ers are going to need him. Um, if not, it seems like it could be another disappointing outcome to the process of the 76ers. Um, we have, I mean, Memphis. Memphis has shown us that this this season right now, um, going into the bubble, they were sitting in the eighth eighth seed. Um, now, the, for, through these first four games, Memphis has gone 0-4. They're blowing their playoff opportunity because they can't finish games. I took a look at these last four games, and each of their four, these last four games, they've lost within 10 or less points. And in each one of these games, they've had the lead. So it seems like they just can't close out opponents. They can't finish it in the fourth quarter when the game is on the line and they have to do some, you know, they have to step up. And so this could be a testament to me to the young squad, them having, you know, inexperienced players that haven't been in these moments. And, you know, I I remember at the beginning of the season when they acquired uh, Andre uh, Iguodala and the team just kind of rejected his his veteran leadership and his influence and, and him just trying to kind of make a mark and guide these guys. I mean, Andre Iguodala has shown to be a great teammate and you know, on all the teams that he's been, I mean, he's a, he's a champion. And so it, it was odd for me to see that. I remember, I remember when, when, the, when all those reactions to their players just came out that they did not want him on the team. They didn't like his, his leadership and, and his in position on that team and they wanted him out and gone and so to to see them kind of buckling in this bubble and losing these games when they're in them they're in each one each and every one of these games and in particular like when i'm looking at the stat sheet no player is underperforming you know it's just these game time situations and scenarios where they're just inexperienced they don't know how to close out a game in the nba in the fourth quarter right now and um it, it's really showing and so with with this with their level of play if they don't pick it up i mean they're completely going to blow their opportunity of getting into the playoffs this season so we'll see how that shakes out um looking you know through through these these first four games we've we've seen some great basketball i'm looking forward to the second four seeding games and like i said it's it's a race to the finish um for the seventh and eighth in the east and the eighth seed in the west so uh it's going to be interesting but i will continue to keep you guys updated on any injuries player performances and just you know the scores looking into the playoff picture a lot of more a lot of great basketball to come and just stay tuned and i'll be back with you guys on monday have a great weekend guys